Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, it is so good to be back. I'm back. It has been a month of just unwinding from the craziest end of school year. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I've got to get myself going. The new school year is coming up. We have college kids now. No more high school, no more football games. There's a, quite a bit of sadness in the change in my life. And again, another chapter is upon us. So I wanted to reach out today. Um, I, you know, I tried doing a podcast last week, and I have to be honest with you, I just didn't feel it. And quite frankly, I'm not going to waste your time if I'm not feeling it. So here I am, finally. Thank you for those of you that have reached out to make sure, A, I'm okay, I'm okay. And for those of you reaching out wondering if I was ever coming back to doing the podcast and the YouTube, I am. I'm back. I wasn't giving it up, but I will tell you, a life lesson here is when your body tells you it's time for a break, you need to listen because the burnout just happened. I mean, if you want to see what happens when the end of a school year comes, everyone in your household, except for me, had a birthday in within two months, no, within a month of each other, graduation for high school, a kid moving home from college, um, it just, and then you go into summer vacations and trying to plan and get everybody on the same page and people are working and that was me. You're looking at, this is a month of being able to take time for myself and to breathe and to reevaluate and to get excited again and to figure out what my purpose in this world is. You are now looking at a refreshed, ready-to-go girl. So welcome back. And if you've never been at this show, uh, one, I talk a lot. So I, my, one of my goals is to make sure that these podcasts are only 30 to 45 minutes. But also, I am an above-knee amputee. Um, I don't think you can see it on the video, but here's my, my prosthetic. And um, I do a lot uh, with health, fitness, wellness, but also telling my journey in hopes that it helps someone else in their journey. Whether it's through amputation, which was my original goal with this podcast, or if you're just dealing with your own garbage, and we all do. So if you're looking for a place to be encouraged, to be loved, to be treated as a unique individual, you've come to the right podcast. Um, I try to be as authentic and transparent as possible. Thus, the reason why I said I totally had to take a break and step back. And that last week, I recorded a whole podcast and everything. And I just said to myself, I don't like this. We're not going to post it. We're not going to waste pe people's time. I want you to hear good quality content and coming from my heart. So welcome. If you're a first timer, thank you for being here. If you've been uh, here before and you're back, awesome i'm so glad to have you here and i do appreciate those of you that have reached out to me and wondering if everything is cool 
Um, like I said, just trying to reevaluate life. And I would totally tell you that do that. You need to stop every once in a while. Um, my last podcast that I was going to post and I didn't, I talked a lot about the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And that probably was the biggest thing for me when I had to first step away from the microphone is I was not afraid I was going to miss out on something, but I was afraid that I would interrupt my momentum and then never want to get back to it. And so there is that that fear, that anxiety, that making uh, a, a breakaway for a little bit might just completely obliterate what I had been doing for the last year and a half. And actually, by the end of this December, we're going to be done with season two. And I just can't believe that I've I've put out weekly podcasts, really only missing this like last month, this summer, and one or two throughout the school year when life just got really hard. And so um, I would always tell you guys that I'm always going to be here. You always see me on social media, but even there, I totally stepped away, which was really easy when our family went on a cruise and there was no internet. Like I was so wonderful to spend time with the four of us and everybody was talking to each other and nobody had their phones out. It was awesome. I I highly suggest it. If you have a family, take them on a cruise and um, the phones will have you put away and it's fabulous. So after I started thinking about the last month of my little, let's call it a sabbatical, um, for lack of a better reason, but needing a complete emotional, mental, and physical break from life, um, a couple things happened. A couple people came to the forefront of my life. Um, I do really love to speak to you from the heart, and the only way I know to speak from the heart is through experiences that are actually happening to me and when I was away for the last month or so it's because I really was staying totally focused inside of me and 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 being introspective of where I was where I've come from where I still want to go and then I pulled away from social media and I didn't have any outside influences to give me the content that I love to talk to you about so I started posting like two weeks ago, a little dribble here and a little bit of dribble there on social media. And then the next thing I know, I'm in full-blown social media. No, not full-blown, but close. And people started coming out of the woodworks and talking to me. And so what I really thought was imperative is the fact that sometimes I forget that the journey that I've been on, as unique and individual as mine is from yours, and the next person's and the next person's, there are some people going through very similar things. Example, um, I have been um, in touch with someone who is on the cusp of having to decide whether or not to have an amputation after about 10 years of surgeries. And I thought, okay, you know what, that speaks to me because I totally get that. And I will have to say, I can only speak from my perspective and where I've come from, and it's not to um, belittle or make light of anybody else's situations because each one of us carry different baggage, right? But with my situation, for those that you don't know, I went through five years of knee surgeries after karate accident, 
And every time I had surgery, it got worse and worse. Nobody did wrong by me. At least I don't think so. And I'm not the kind of person that hunts that out and looks for retribution. Um, I just figure that this is the path that I was meant to take in life. And what it did was those five years built up my perseverance, my mental fortitude, my tolerance of pain. Um, and it slowly got me to the position where I could choose amputation. Now, I do know people, and most of the people I know that are amputees had some sort of accident. Very few are chosen amputations where I elected. But it was out of necessity because the last thing that happened to me was a blood clot while we were traveling in Paris. And I thought it was just a, a calf muscle pull. My leg was all swollen. It was red. It was hot. All the signs of a blood clot, mind you. But I didn't have the intense pain I had when I had a blood clot in the same leg, same calf, many, many years ago when we lived in Florida. And um, so I didn't think anything of it. Got back home after the most horrid, sick-filled flights back from Paris to Phoenix. And then four days later, I was told to go to the ER by one of my doctors because they thought I had a blood clot. And, uh, and that's kind of where my story kind of everything shifted because before I was told that I'd be a candidate, but I was way too positive and I was still motoring around, but they didn't realize I really wasn't doing the life I wanted and what I envisioned for myself. And so that's the moment that I, that, that everything stopped in my life and the decision was an instant decision. At that point, I was actually having dinner with my husband. I hadn't told him that I went to the ER because I didn't want to worry him, and I really didn't think there was anything to worry about. Um, so I just did it on my own, went to the ER. Kids were in school, and here I have a blood clot. But we went out to dinner that night, and I'm like, so I was in the ER, and sure enough, I have a blood clot. And the look on his face was like, holy cow, because that could have just been deadly on an airplane mid-flight home from Paris. And then the next thing that happened to me was instant tears at that moment where everything internally shut down. And I knew that the only way out of this to live a different life, not knowing if it would be better or not, was to do the amputation. And the decision was made right there at our dinner date we had. And um, at that point, I started researching doctors. I say this because it is not an easy position to be in to say, I'm ready for you to cut off most of my leg. The one thing I've known all my life, that it's been a part of me all my life, that I have grown to love all my life, and I was saying, get rid of it. And at that point, all the different weird thoughts came to my head, like, how does this happen? What's it feel like? Will I die on the table? And that's my fault that I left my family behind. Um, I worried about what they did with the rest of my leg. And by the way, you don't want to know what some people do, but it's incinerated. Um, but it's absolutely crazy, the thoughts. What people don't realize is that when I finally found the surgeon and I was ready to set a date, it was September of 2018. And when they said they could get me in for it was December 
of 18. <laughs> so if you do the math, that's, that's a lot of time to think about, process, freak out, worry about, think of all the things that could go wrong. Because of course, as a human being, that's the first thing we do. We go with what could go wrong, not what's going to go right. I mean, I could be in a dream state and be like, it's going to be wonderful. Everything's going to be great. But that's not human nature. We go right to what if, what if, and what if. And I bring this up to you today. And I think this is an important concept to talk about because I do know people that are on the cusp of having to make a, de- a big life-altering decision like that. And it could be anything. But in this case, this person I'm speaking about, if you are listening, um, it's okay. Everything will be okay. If you've gone through all the, the rigmarole and everything you've got to do, and you've done your due diligence, you will find some peace somewhere in the decision you've made. It's not easy. And I will tell you, if you know me personally, so any of my friends listening, or if you've seen some of the stuff I've posted over the last three and a half years after amputation, my faith that there is higher power that's in charge of my life that has already mapped out the best for me and has the best interest in my heart and for my family, I rested in that, that faith. And once I realized that this was all a part of the plan of of the greater good and for me, I was free. I was free from worry and fear and anxiety. There were moments, but I have to say it was, I remember the moment I was actually in a parking lot, in my church parking lot, after talking to my pastor. And I got in the car and just kind of mulled through everything we talked about. And nothing was per, per se about the imputation, just about life in general and, and what God has in store for us all. But I remember the moment, it was an aha moment that I just went, wow. And, and at that moment, I was at peace with my decision. Now, unfortunately, this was like probably towards the end of November. So I'd already been through like September and October and part of November of sickness to worry. And I was put on anti-anxiety medicine, which actually backfired within like two days of taking it and actually gave me the worst nightmares and most evil thoughts and the scariest things you could possibly imagine that my doctors were like, get off it, get off it, get off it right now. And I never went back on anything for my anxiety because it wasn't great enough. It was just you know, you're going to have moments where you just, it builds up and you just cry and you just worry about things. It's not okay to sit in a corner huddled with a blanket and be sulking in fear and anxiety for periods of time that everybody's like, are you going to be okay? You know, I never even got to that point. I just remember talking to one doctor and just teared up with the thoughts that were heading in my head and and um, and unfortunately anti-anxiety medicine does not work for me it actually brought out all my anxieties it acted them out to the point where I couldn't sleep at night I mean I literally had one night I was wide awake and every bad thought you know how when you have a bad dream and you wake up and you kind of feel that that feeling and it's tight and it's fearful inside of you and then about two minutes later you're like what was I dreaming about and you can't even recall it or you give it words I was hoping for that with my medicine that I was on. Uh-uh. 
the whole day I was filled with that same, like I had just woken up from a nightmare. I just woke from a nightmare. I just woke up from a nightmare and it was horrible. So that's not everybody's experience, but that was mine with anti-anxiety medicine. And I will never go on anything like that again. Some of you, I know need it. And that's okay. If it's working for you to calm you, good for you. But for me, it just brought out the monsters really bad. So now going to this, if this decision is mine, then I have to own it, right? And that's, that's 90% of our life, right? Making decisions and owning it. Where That's where a lot of us maybe fall short. We can blame the outcome on other people so easily, but to own something, to own that what happened and how it's happening and how it's playing out is because of choices that I've made in my life. Well, I'm owning it. And I, I would tell you with 100% certainty that because I chose this path and I decided I will own it, that means I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not whining about it. I'm not going to be, well, was me. Look at my life. Everybody pay attention to me. If I'm going to own it and be a big girl, then I'm going to succeed. And I think I'm not... 100% on everything, but I am living much better than I ever thought I was going to live again. And I am 100% happy with the outcome. And even on the crappiest days, and I've had some really hard-fitting days, painful days, days I wouldn't wish upon my worst enemy, and I would still tell you without a doubt that the choice I made was accurate, correct, and best for me and for my family. I don't put anything out on them. I don't, I don't wimp out on stuff. And if groceries have to be brought in, I'm bringing them all in. I, I don't need anybody's help. If someone comes out to help me, awesome. But I don't sit there and go, I need someone to get the groceries that I went and got. I, it's me. I own it because I chose this path. I take it 100% all the way that this is the way I'm meant to be. And I better learn how to balance and push through carrying heavy things, moving stuff, doing certain activities as an amputee. And I do believe that that is the reason for my successes and that I've been able to do what I've done. Now, I like I said, I would never downplay anybody else's situation because if you have someone or you are someone who's been through an accident and you didn't have a choice in the matter, you carry your own baggage with that. And that's something you're going to have to eventually own so that you can move forward. But if you live in the past in the accident, blaming the person that hit you or ran into you or caused the accident, you will never heal completely and you're never going to be able to push forward and, and see those those moments of, oh my God, this is going to be great. I can do this. But that's adjustment periods, right? I don't know about any of that and I can't speak to it. I can only imagine waking up and missing a limb or several limbs. Or those of you that are vets who went overseas to protect my freedom and you came back wounded. It's going to be something that you will have to reconcile within yourself and decide the path for you. Are you deciding to be your own hero in your story or are you going to allow um, it to become dismal and, um, and, and, and dark? So 
those decisions are things that everybody has to wrestle with, right? But I will tell you, making my decision to do it, it, it was a frightening thing to go through, but it's possible. And it's possible to come out on the other end, ready to tackle the world. With my story, which is still an ongoing story, it always will be for me, right? Every day's the journey. Um, I sometimes forget um, with my leg, I have to really, really watch my weight. You may not realize this, but with a full socket that goes up my entire thigh, all the way up to my hip bone and up into my sit bone in, in my crotch, that um, I can't fluctuate weight more than five pounds. Otherwise, my socket's not going to fit. And if, it, if I lose too much weight, which most people, that'd be great. You know, I've always been larger. I'm built stocky. Um, gaining or losing weight doesn't happen often, but the problem is, is if I lose any more weight, my socket's not going to stay on. That's a problem because then it turns and twists and falls off. And, you know, I don't want to be going downstairs and have it falling off and falling down the stairs without me or me falling, right? Gaining weight. If I gain more than five pounds, I can't get my leg in all the way. When I don't get it all the, all the way, and this has happened to me, just recently, um, if it doesn't get in all the way, what ends up happening is gravity takes all this fluid in the bottom of my limb and it it drew, draws down all the fluid and then it becomes um, swollen at the very bottom of my, my residual limb and hard. And that's really frightening when the texture and the, tex uh, the feel of your leg changes from real soft because there's no muscle there's a total atrophy and then all of a sudden it's hard as a rock and it's painful um you first you panic the first time it happened to me i thought oh my god do i have an infection because it's not uncommon even a couple years after amputation an infection can all of a sudden just appear and so um that happened to me a few months ago which was amidst everything else that i was going through with everybody's birthday in my house and graduation and a college kid coming home and it was like and this I can't even do stuff I mean it was it was so frustrating it was I can't even tell you everything I did I was limping around and I kept putting my leg on every day and every day it would swell more and get harder and then anxiety started to build up am I am I gaining that much weight that it's changed do I have an infection I mean I'll tell you what, your brain is extremely powerful and whatever monsters you feed into it, it's going to believe you 100%. And so I was fighting that demon um, and that probably is what totally exhausted me to step away from the mic and social media for a little bit so I could reevaluate and get a grip. I mean, I was like, I was kind of off the hinges, but I kept it inside, you know, like I said, I own it. So... I really didn't talk to my husband much about it. I didn't talk to my family about it. And then occasionally I'd bring up to my husband, like, I'm really worried about this. But I figured if I told him, then it made it even more real. But if I kept it inside, that maybe it was just my brain overacting. So I will tell you that there has been quite a, a change in a journey. Now I'm in my most favorite, favorite um, prosthetic my favorite socket. It feels so good. Um, does does my foot still hurt? Do I still have phantom pain? Yes, I do. It's every day. It is all day. Um, but 
I think my tolerance for pain and my type A personality of I might as well do this and this and this and this and this and I'm like, oh, it's bedtime, helps me deal. Um, at night, it's not so pleasant, especially after working out at the gym. If I did a leg day, I will usually pay the price by really struggling to get comfortable at night and then I finally just fall asleep because I'm so tired. But not after, you know, half an hour, hour of tossing and turning um, do I finally calm down or just get so tired I just don't even care anymore. <laughs> One of the two things happens, right? But um, anyways, so I digress. It's been, it's been quite a journey. But I, I am so excited to be back. Um, I have missed, um, these are, I call these my own therapy sessions. So I've missed my therapy sessions with you. I've missed hearing from everybody. Um, but I'm grateful for those of you that did reach out to me and were concerned and wondering if I was ever going to do a podcast again or get on social media again. Um, you can find these um, episodes at my website which is www.bawarrior360.com. It's a B and an A, warrior360.com, or on my YouTube channel, Angie Huser or BA Warrior 360 And um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful to be back. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. Um, I love that we can do and become anything we want at any age. Um, age is just a number, baby, right? Um, and I, you know, I'm just, I've been out, I've been trying to work out more, which has also then increased my weight, but is ironically has not in, changed my socket fit, thank God. Um, but I've also been fighting that kind of back and forth last week. And that may have been why I was kind of out of place last week too. Um, you know, you sit there and you weigh yourself and you're like, that's not where I should be. And you go to put your socket on and you're like, please fit, please fit, because you just... That is probably the worst thing in the world is to know that your socket's not fitting well because I'm the kind of person that will still put it on and deal with the, the end results later, which is the swelling and the, and the pain because I need my leg. I, I refuse to go around all day on crutches. So I put my leg on at 6 a.m. and then it comes off at 10, 11 o'clock at night, depending on what my day or my evening is like. And um, I'll tell you, that is the best way to get used to it. So if you're a newbie, welcome to the club. Um, check out some of the things that I've talked about in past podcasts because I try to help out you, but also your support system. If you have questions, I hope you reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. You can follow me on Instagram at BAWarrior360. I would love to talk to you. Um, you can DM me there. Um, and I do usually end my uh, episodes. If you ever have listened all the way to the end, I have a call to action. And um, I'm not really sure that I, I have one today, except a very, very simple one. And that is love yourself where you're at and understand and realize that life is a journey. It's a marathon. It isn't a sprint. Um, I say that highly to myself because I want to feel good and look good right now and when I fall short or I don't eat what I wanted or I ate what I wanted to eat and it was not good for what I needed 
um, I think I've doomed myself and I've had to learn to pick myself up by the bootstraps and just continue forward and understand that there's going to be good days and bad days and we talk about that a lot mountains and valleys um, but just love yourself for where you're at and understand that it's a phase it is it's all a phase if you look back at your life you will see every phase that you worried about or stressed about you've come out on the other side and you've not only come out on the other side you come out stronger and more aware and knowledgeable and you get it and then something new will come and it'll try to knock you down it'll try to beat you up and you will learn from it and you'll be able to pick yourself up and move forward and look back and go oh that was a phase two some phases are a day some are a month some are like mine five years in the making plus surgery here I am now 2013 was my injury and here I am doing this which I would never have pictured myself doing a podcast five years ago, four years ago. And so here I am hoping I help at least one of you understand that you're not alone, that you're extremely special, and that I am here to listen and help in any way that I can. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.